No doubt about Ari Best. That's true. And he was my best friend. I know. Believe me, I know how you feel. We will find him. Millennium owns this city. He's our enemy and everyone knows it, so they won't dare try to help him. Oh, we'll find him all right. Then he's all yours. Teach him the way I do business. The Millennium way of doing business. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He doesn't have a fancy name this week, but he is tired. He's Bill! Josh is supposed to bring the names. Josh is supposed to do a lot of things. Uh, and I also don't have a name. Well, I guess I do, because it's Andy. You don't have a nickname. I don't have a nickname. Except Andy is a nickname. Andy is a nickname to Andrew... Or my true name, which I cannot speak. For if I were to speak my true name, you would hold unlimited power over me. Also, I'd giggle. You, yeah. There's lots of there's there's lots of words in there that sound naughty. Hey, guy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am okay. Um, I've slept a lot and napped a lot and played with some puppies. That's <laughs> you know that sounds like a euphemism. Um, but I not. But not 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 at all. Uh, no, we are here this week with another review for Tuning Japanese. We're reviewing Josh's anime. You wouldn't know it by his not being here, but we're reviewing Josh's anime of Gungrave. We're on episode 21 today, titled <sighs> Duty. <laughs> Duty. Is that part of your true name? That's, that is part of my true name. <laughs> Damn it! You figured out part of it. Uh, before we do that, though, I uh, just want to say, uh, friend of the show, been on, on a couple of episodes, uh, Sam, a.k.a. AKA Lola Lament, uh, just got married this weekend, uh, and we, we went to that wedding, so I got to see you and some other people I haven't seen in a little while. Good times. Good times were had. It was a great time. Yes. Um, that was the best dollar dance ever. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to describe that? I don't know if our fans... Okay, I think our fans are going to be curious once we start talking about this. <laughs> T- take it away, uh, Bill. Uh, the groom, another friend of the show, uh, Jeffrey Dark, uh, local deathmatch wrestler, their version of the dollar dance was uh, you give them a dollar to staple the dollar to the groom. He made a d- decent amount of money that night. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite part... <laughs> Was your was your wife your better half shrieking because she didn't quite understand what we were talking about? Yeah, she was really excited to like get in there and see what was going on until I think you were first. You stapled the dollar to his chest or his back, and she just like got horror eyed and screamed. <laughs> but then, but then got pretty excited when I was like, "Amanda, get your camera." <laughs> yeah, then she took a quite quite a few good pictures. And... She did. She did. Those are those are those are fun. It was a fun night. Uh, a lot of dancing. A lot of lot of lot of good storytelling. A lot of just 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 fun times. It was good times. 
I, I gave her a dollar and tried to try to talk her into doing it. She tried. It, well, at first she just folded it up and put it in his mouth, and so I stapled it to his tongue. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies to the fans if this is grossing you out, uh, but it was a good night. It was a very good night. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was all in good fun. All in good fun. Um, but before we move, we're going to move on from that. And before we get to our review, let's do a quick round of nerd news. I will start. Uh, it is my favorite time of the summer. It is E3 time. Uh, we talk about it every year. It puts on their days long, um, basically bringing together different video game companies and organizations to talk about the newest and upcoming and future games. And uh, this year I was, I was excited, but man, there has not been anything that's really jumped out at me yet that I've been very excited about. Um, I'll go through a couple of quick things for those of you who are listeners that are interested in video games. Ubisoft announced a brand new Mario and Rabbids game. Um, we... Few years back, they they came out with a. You remember we talked about it, I think on the show. You remember the rabbits, Bill? Yeah. Yep. I played uh, Raven Rabbits. Yeah. Uh, that was back on the Wii, I do believe. Yes, I, mean, I had to. Have been. That's the last Nintendo system I've owned. Yeah. So uh, they they came out with a turn based tactical shooter Mario game with rabbits. It was quite fun. And uh, they're coming out with a sequel that uh, takes characters from the Mario Galaxy games and it puts it into levels in space. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So that trailer dropped. I'm very excited for that. Square Enix had a lackluster um, presentation, but a couple things to take away is Eidos, who are, are part of uh, Squaresoft or Square Enix now, they have been working on apparently a Guardians of the Galaxy game. And... It's coming out in like three months, and none of it had leaked until this announcement. Like they finally, like they've been working on it for that long without anyone finding out about it. Uh, it is you play as, it's kind of like a obviously different version from the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it's their own sort of take on the characters, right? Right. Adapting from different like comics and and and, and storylines and things. But you play as Peter Quill. You play as Star Lord. Um, but you, there's elements of like, like Mass Effect and team building type things where like you make, do a lot of interactions with your team and they remember the things that you, that you do and they, you have kind of like affinity with your, with your team throughout. Uh, combat is third person shooter in action, but, uh, you can also like command the other members of the Guardians to come in and like combo with you and attack certain people. So it looks pretty slick, honestly. I have not heard of that. I would be interested at least in, Checking out the gameplay of it, seeing if it's something I'd... Um, are there RPG elements? I think it's fairly light. I think the RPG elements are the the character interactions with each other. Well, I meant like uh, building the skill trees and levels and stuff. Oh, they didn't show that, but there may be. They didn't really get into that nitty-gritty yet. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But it's worth, it's worth checking out. I like it uh, from what I saw. And then the other thing I want to mention is... Team Ninja, who is a, a, a gaming company that's best known for their game Neo and Neo 2, which is kind of like a action-y um, medieval or like like ch- a Chinese medieval fantasy, like sword-slashing RPG sort of game. Okay. They are putting out a game based in the Final Fantasy universe around Final Fantasy 1 called Final Fantasy, I think it's Origin. I saw somebody mention something about that today. Yeah, so like you, you, you play as a version of the Warriors of Light, but not the classic ones. Like it's like a weird modern take on it, and you're going after chaos, and it's like a you know big actiony uh, you know action RPG style game. 
um, where you're just ripping through bad guys and leveling up and take like it, it's a kind of an interesting take on Final Fantasy One story. So I'm pretty psyched about that game. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I would be interested to see what that uh, what that shakes out like. Those, those those are the big things. Nintendo has their presentation on Tuesday. Uh, which is, of course, the thing that I look forward to the most. So um, I will probably report back next week with any huge announcements from Nintendo because that's what I do. That's my brand. Yeah, that is your brand. Uh, but that's all I really have. Uh, definitely going to look forward to watching more E3 stuff tomorrow, and then it closes up, like I said, on Tuesday. Um, but, Bill, I'm going to turn to you. Anything that you have as far as nerd news this week? The only thing really going on that I could talk about was uh, the pickle wrap controversy, which if you're looking... <laughs> If you're if you're local, you know about it, and if you're not local, you don't care. Yeah, that phrasing is enticing enough just to warrant like a thirty second explainer for anyone who's not local, just so they're not just like left hanging. Like, what the hell is he talking about? Because some people may not know what that even is, like a pickle wrap. If you are local or not local, if you're in the Midwest, yes, you have definitely had pickle wraps, which is just a pickle. Covered in cream cheese, wrapped in sliced ham, cut into little, like, sushi nuggets. It's Midwest sushi. Midwest sushi. Everybody's aunt makes this stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've been eating it for years. Well, I haven't. It's pretty gross. It has been at places you've been It absolutely has been. Potlucks. (laughs) You have have witnessed other people eat it. Yes, I have seen people eat this nasty food. (laughs) Carry on. A uh, local restaurant that I'm not going to... Nah. Publicized, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically had a hissy fit over the weekend because the local regional food chain, Hy-Vee, had been selling it. And then another restaurant, uh, Meatball Subs, who I will shout out, mm-hmm. they started serving on their menu and this previous restaurant had a fit. Yeah. And then every other local eatery in the Quad City started having fun with it and... <laughs> And either either honestly or not honestly, you know, jokingly, offered pickle wraps on burgers and pizza. And uh-huh. I've never seen a like something bring our local area together <laughs> in such a way before. <laughs> like the solidarity amongst everyone. I know it was hysterical. Uh, so that's our local gossip. But I think that about does it for nerd news. It's time to get into our next episode of Gungrave, episode 21 of Gungrave. This is, counting this one, we got six episodes left to motor through uh, for this season. Uh, This episode is Duty. (laughs) It comes after the last episode we talked about, Brother, with uh, Grave and Boomji. Bill, it's your week this week. Ba-ba-ba-boomji. Ba-ba-ba-ba-boomji. It's your week, sir. Whenever you are ready, you've had a couple good mouthfuls of chicken and rice (laughs) and want to get us started. You can take us away. All right. So the first thing we hear, all all the section seamen are ordered to pull out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy. That's Bear getting a report on Boonji's actions after he was going after Beyond the Grave. Beyond the Grave. Yeah, so we talked about that last episode. That was the confrontation between Boonji and Grave that did not end well. Although I think I made a mistake and you spoiled something, but we'll get there in just a little bit. 
Yeah, we got a little ahead of ourselves. We did. We did. I want to apologize. So Lee is pissed they haven't found Grave yet. Yeah, Lee is still not doing well. No, he is so mad he gets ankle boners. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sorry, what? He gets like these grasshopper ankle boners. His pants are all like wobbling around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I, okay, you know what? I forgot about that, and I'm watching along right now with us, and just I just saw him wiggle, and then it cuts to the... the the member of Millennium who just goes gasps. <laughs> that says on the screen. Uh, he's he's pitching some ankle tents. That's fucking weird. Like, okay, <laughs> what's the purpose of that? You can't tell me that the way those are growing out of the sides of his feet that that would be useful in combat. I mean, they seem to be prehensile, so I suppose a prehensile blade anywhere in your body would be useful in combat i guess it's just they're really weirdly placed right now but they are really weirdly placed they're like growing like there's a there's a there's a dramatic shot of lee and there's like a really cool yellow background and they're just like have grown from his the sides of his ankles like all the way past up to his head grasshopper ankle boners fucking weird this anime is so weird sometimes <laughs> it, it is it went from being a cool crime story to like bizarre body horror the only thing that keeps him, I think, from killing that guy is that Harry tells him to calm down. <laughs> no, and Harry is like, he's just so over Lee's shit. Like, he's just sitting in his chair with his hand, his head in his hand, just sighing, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we know we could find Grave. <laughs> we'll give him to you when we find him. Exactly. Dr. T and Brandon uh, are going to make their way through a traffic stop by the power of hats. Oh, I love when Grave wears hats. Like, not his normal hat. Like, wears other hats. I think that's one of my favorite things of the later part of this anime. His disguise hat. Yes, it's just his disguise. Like, when Mika just... Not put, not his intimidation hat. No, no. It's like when Mika just puts the bucket hat on him from, like, straight out of the aughts. That is the bucket hat he's wearing. It's yes. Even the, uh, it's even got the price tag still on it. Oh, my God. This is so... <laughs> Noticed that I didn't even notice that until you mentioned it. I, I'm, I'm looking back. That's so good. Apparently, this guy's works though because they just get waved through. They do. Mika was hiding uh, under a blanket. It looks like she's got cool yeah, shades white. on still. She's got shades, a hat, and she's under a blanket. That's <laughs> excessive, but I love it. Maybe they just thought that was a pile of extra hats they had. In the back. You know, <laughs> always bring extra hats. So we cut to an elderly version of Gary, uh, who's sitting. Drinking and watching Thomas racing. Yes! The Thomas throw, has come back! Throwing his beer cans on the floor. I think it's the same clip of the Thomas race like that we saw from I'm, earlier on. I'm almost certain it is. <laughs> oh, Gary. I missed Gary. I didn't think we were going to get him again. They're definitely in an old woman's house. Like, plates on the walls and... Do you think that's his mom's this? house? Well, or, it's uh, Widge, Widge's, Widge's house? mom's house. Yeah. yeah, Widge's mom's house, yeah. And they didn't bother updating anything. Nah. Or they're a couple and they're into the cottage core look. You know, I, I, I want to think they're a couple. Like, I want to think they're a couple so much. But, like, the way that they talk to each other, it's either, like, just the translation or it's, like, him covering up because he's, like, he calls him boss. Well, I don't know. It's Maybe they're into that. <laughs> maybe they're into that. Never mind. I was... <laughs> Never mind. This actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Head cannon. Head cannon. So anyway, the doorbell rings. And Gary gets up and finds Grave. Yeah. Doesn't recognize him, of course. Doesn't recognize him. Doesn't believe him. Thinks it's a really sick joke that he claims to be Brandon. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, too, because I think this is the first time he's ever been like, 
It's me, Brandon. Can we pause, not pause the podcast, but pause here for to talk about that a little bit? I don't understand the Grave character in the Necrolization. Because, like, okay. I feel like Necrolization is, it's fuzzy. Like, the way that they kind of describe it throughout this anime. Like, we saw the, oh, I can't remember the big guy, the, the not, not brilliant Dynamite's Neon, that was from Trigun. The other guy. Blood War. Yeah, Blood War. Like, Blood War, when he... Like, I don't re- remember really him fully, like, maintaining his, like, speaking abilities as much. He did. I think he said, like, one or, like, he Hulk talked. Yeah. But, like, he was able to think. Because, like, he had those, like, moments, those last moments when he died or whatever, I think. Even then, then, like, thinking back to... Or maybe that was before he became necrolized. That he was thinking back to his buddy. But anyway, like... Yeah, because he only really, like, he only kind of necrolized, stomped around and got shot. Yeah. So, so there's that re- representation, and then, like, they make it seem like, well, Grave isn't going to remember anything, and is it just like, but then, like, he's becoming slowly more and more human again, but then other times, I just don't get, like, the consistency or the lack of consistency here with, like, what this necrolization really does to someone. I think that's the point. There is no consistency. Okay. Not, maybe not the point, but that's, I think that's as it is. Like, it's intentional, not just bad writing? No, I think it's just bad, right? Oh, okay, okay. So you don't think it serves the purpose of like... No, like, no. Okay. Because like, he's he's so inconsistently characterized as Grave. Right. No, I, I I think it's just bad writing. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll chalk it up to that. He announces himself as Brandon at this moment. So although Gary thinks this is a sick joke, and this guy claiming to be Brandon, who just looks like Brandon except the white hair, mm-hmm. which in the background daredevils into the room and... Recognizes the voice. <laughs> now, when you say daredevils into the room, like he's not in a red leather suit with a baton. No, no, he just walks in and uses his super hearing to recognize Brandon's voice. Yeah, he's blind. I don't know if you mentioned that, but he's blind. Oh yeah, yeah. That might be a, that heard... might be an important aspect of your daredevil I... comment. Honestly, I forgot this is the first time we learned he's blind. Yes, this is the first time. I've watched this so many times in a row that I forgot that like. I forget he's not blind when I see the young version mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, yeah. this is new information. <laughs> Smash cut to after the explanation. Good, I didn't need to hear it again. Smart. The show The show does do that well. Like, there are moments where, like, we don't get the re-explained aspects. They don't do that. That's that's always good. Which, which, which I appreciate. I also appreciate. Gary fucks up again, telling <laughs> Mika, ultimately, and Brandon, uh, but mostly Mika, that Big Daddy was murdered by Millennium. To be fair... I kind of would have expected you would you would expect Mika to know that if you were an outsider. I suppose if you're an outsider, yes. if you know Mika, you know she doesn't know shit. Right, but if you're an outsider, you kind of would expect her to like have an idea, a clue. Uh, we cut back to Doctor T, and he's getting some information from a Millennium contact, and then a gun just pops out of a passing car, and we just uh, I'm running out of ways to say he gets shot to death. <laughs> you're running out of <laughs> way now. Does he get shot to death here? <laughs> The contact, the contact oh, okay. does. Okay, I was confused because, like, I, I I was kind of rewatching the scene and I'm like, did Doctor T get shot? I don't think Doctor T gets killed. I think it's just the contact. Okay, okay, that's fair. Back at Widge and Gary, they kind of figure out the silent request of uh, Brandon, and they agree to watch out for Mika for him. They're good at picking up on his nonverbals. Well, they worked with him for a long time. It's true. They say they're family. And they have everything they have because of him, so of course they'll help watch Mika. I like that. I, I like this moment. It's a nice moment 
Unless you've seen the episode before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's another moment of like, Brandon can't have nice things. And screws it up for, for everybody else. Now we cut to a bar where Boonji is drinking. Uh, we find out he's not dead. Okay, so this is confusing to me. Because the way that he gets brutalized, the way that they make it such a intense moment at the end of that last episode, the ways in which Mika's like crying makes me think that Grave bludgeoned him to death. I don't know. Does this does this change anything about Grave? I think really it's one of two things. Either Bungie is, even as a human, is much more tough than we give him credit for, or Grave was not trying to punch him to death and was just, like, bothering him, just slapping him, just, <laughs> you're a dick, you're a dick, you're a dick, and, like, I think giving it, like, an eighth of a power maybe, every time, just just to be... I, I think it's probably more that maybe Bungie, maybe a combination, maybe Bungie is tough and the fact that Grave didn't want to kill him. I can see that. Like, like showing mercy in a way. Because if he really wanted to kill him, he would have just shot well, him. Well, speak, speaking of Bungie getting beat up, tell me a little bit about this scene with Bungie. Yeah, uh, Bungie is not paying for his drinks. And he gets bounced right out of the damn bar. The bouncer of the bar is even like, hey, you're lucky we don't call Millennium on you. They control this area and they'd come kill you. Uh, so he spits in the guy's face. Yeah, because he gets like decked in a, a couple different times and then, like just spits blood in the dude's face. Laughs about Millennium, like, whatever. Fuck Millennium. Yep. Oh, and that's where we have that mangy, not-tiered cat, cat watching him. That was weird. What was up with that? <laughs> you know, they never really go over it, but I think that's his pet. Uh, really? Because I think we fee- we see him... And again, I'm I'm lost in the timeline a little bit. I know we see him feeding that cat. Hmm. I don't, maybe not pet is the right word, but maybe it's a stray cat he's friends with. Okay. So it's a Kuro Nakasama stand-in. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> or, uh... It's his menshi. Yeah, yeah. There's my Excel reference. There you go. So we see how everyone passes the night, um, and Brandon ends up getting stopped in traffic. hmm You know, at a traffic stop, at a checkpoint. And the hat has failed him. The cops recognize him. Ah, I hate when that happens. And an org man immediately attacks. Like, okay, now, to be fair, setting the scene here, like, it's daytime. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, some weird... I don't know. It just seems strange, like, oh, here's the cops. And then it's like, here comes an Orgman. Generously, you could say the Millennium just gives no shits. <laughs> and they're just operating out in the open now. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think they... Because, I, I mean, the guy at the bar, you know, told Bungie, like, you know, Millennium controls this place. Like, it's a much more overt control. Right. And uh, Brandon just... Shoots, has gun at the ready. <laughs> if you're a zombie fighting the mafia, you want to have the guns at the ready all the time. Zombie fighting the mafia. That just, that, just something about that sentence. Anyway, <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Lee has apparently chilled right the fuck out because he no longer is going to jump right in. He wants to figure out who's been helping Brandon. <gasps> Do you think he'll find out? No pun intended. We cut right to them. And Mika is whining for a while. That's what Mika do. Yeah, she's like, I don't understand why he's helping me. <laughs> and we kind of do the anime recap of the organization from Widge about, oh, it's for protection and the Code of Iron and whatever. Yeah, we we get a lot of that same bullshit. 
cut back with uh, the gunfight on the bridge. Uh, there's a motorcycle org man that shows up <laughs> to help, I guess. Uh huh. It's like they did. It's like they had one on site and then they dispatched another one. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they store these orgmen? Like where? Like where? Like where? Do they have like a just like around? Just around? Just, <laughs> just like un- under cars? Are they, <laughs> are they like uh, also up trees? Like wearing bucket hats and trench coats and just wandering around through like that town, ready at a yep. moment's notice? Yep. That's they just have like. Wigs on. And That's fantastic. Come back to Mika and she's like, I feel like I have two new grandpas. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of does. No, that's mean because her grandpa would be way older than these this guys. This is true. This is true. Because her daddy is older than these yeah. guys. <laughs> if any, if anything, this is the first grandpa she's ever had. <laughs> um, what do you make of, we, we didn't really talk about the, the, the gunfight with, with Grave here. Like, what do you make of the gunfight with Grave and the Orgman? Like, again, this is a video game anime that is based off of, like, a shooting action type thing. Like, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on the action in this episode? I'm kind of over gunfights between Grave and Mooks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know they're going to die. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. It's it's animated fine, I think. So what you're saying is we need more Bobcopters. I mean, at least the Bobcopter was interesting. <laughs> We are still talking. We are, about it. you know, for as much shit as we've we've thrown at the Bobcopter, it is an iconic moment from the anime, right? Whereas I didn't even bother to be like, "Yep, there's a gunfight." That's fair. And then, well, this works out actually to Millennium's advantage because while he's busy, this lays the groundwork for someone else to step in. Correct. Because as soon as she like has the little. Are you my uncle or my grandpa's? Like, some kind of Alabama thing. Huh. Uh, they, uh, the fireplace gets cut out of the house. <laughs> I love the animations for that, by the way. <laughs> it, it is. It's good. It's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's still a wild way to enter a house. It's an extremely wild way. Leaves a doorway where, where it used to be. Yep. Because uh, Ballad Bird Lee is here, except in this epi- this scene, he tells him he is Ballad Bird Lee, which I thought was weird. It was very strange. And he's like, I find locked doors to be irritating. It's like, dude, you could have just cut the lock. It- <laughs> Dude's got to be flashier than that. I, I guess. He's got to cut open walls. And not even like easy cut. Yeah, like, he had to make a doorway where the... Cut through the chimney. Mm-hmm. Very extra. Extremely extra. And he basically tells them, hey, we ran your plates and we found out who owned the car. So here we are. It's amazing how they don't think through little things like that. Uh-huh. They should have put a little bucket hat on the on the license plate. They should have. That would have worked. That would have worked. And Gary and Widge end up dead pretty much right away. Yeah, it's really dramatic. And I'm very sad. Like, I really am extremely taken... I, I rewatched this and I was like, "They, I don't remember them killing Gary nor Widge, and it's just they don't." What's interesting about it is that at least they don't really make it graphic. No, there's no like blood and guts or anything. It's just foot boner blade. Yeah, tweak tweak. They leave it kind of up to your imagination a little bit. Yep, and you're not gonna believe what happens next. I need to know. Mika screams. <gasps> the hell you say. 
was like, and she doesn't just scream because of the incoming break card. <gasps> wow, that's late in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Andy, and welcome to The Break Card. We got a short and sweet episode for you this week, but no worries. We are working to get more content out to you each week here after our kind of unexpected break that we took in pretty much all of May. Uh, But we've got five more episodes to review as part of Gungrave. We'll see if they'll end up being all one single episodes or maybe a couple of twofers along the way. Then we're going to do a little bit of a break before Season 7. I can't believe I'm saying Season 7 when it comes to this podcast. To do a couple of summertime reviews. Usually each of us picks something to review and talk about. I think I've got mine picked up. Pretty excited. It is anime related instead of anime adjacent. I'm very excited to bring that to you. But no spoilers yet. We'll get there soon enough. Hey, if you want to support the show, I would implore you to just tell a friend about the show. Something as simple as that can go a long way in helping us grow our audience, and we would love to do so to get our reviews out to as many people as possible who might enjoy hearing it. So again, you can just tell a friend to go to tuningjapanese.com or follow us and search for us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever that they listen to their podcasts. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you have any money that you'd be willing to throw our way, you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. That monetary support goes a long way. Our funding for this podcast is pretty low right now. Uh, So every dollar, even every single dollar, goes a really, really long way of helping us continue to produce this podcast. And if we can ever make enough money off of this show, I can find someone to edit it. So we don't have weird gaps where I don't have time to sit down and edit a podcast uh, and it would just make my life a little easier. So if you can help out, again, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. All kinds of bonus content on there available for you as well. I can't think of anything else much to say here. I think we just need to get back to our review. Hopefully Josh will be back next week. Next week is a Josh week. So hopefully we can get you another set of reviews. I hope you all are doing well and enjoying warmer weather. Maybe enjoying, if you are vaccinated, going out and actually, I don't know, doing things again this this lost art of doing things but enough of that let's get back to our review of gungrave hey we're back from the break card there's not much left i know i forgot it's fine <laughs> it's fine uh and we come back to graves graves gunfight yeah which now ends. It's, this episode, man. <laughs> what is going on in this episode? Aside from not much. Dr. T is still alive because he pulls up to play a transmission of Mika screaming for help. <laughs> over and over again. Yes. And Grave gets on the bike from Akira. and yeah. But it has a sidecar and it just takes off. Uh, well, they do return to the house and find uh, Widge and Gary's bodies. Yeah, we get a dramatic shot of, like, the he walks into a room with the walls, like, splattered with blood. We see, like, glimpses of the two bodies. Um, we, we hear that damn organ start playing again. That fucking organ plays. Uh, we see, like, you know, the broken glasses and, and memories of him with his two friends. Uh, and Brandon breaks down again. Also, that red paint uh, 
What the fuck is a millennial? Uh, no, it's actually an N at the... You can't tell, but, like, the N actually goes into the like the, the, the crease in the wall and then up into the next wall. It's hard to see. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It looked like an L to me. Yeah, no, they he spelled out millennium in their blood on the wall. Okay. I was like, why... Did he just run out of blood and decided that? Ah, fuck it, it's an L. <laughs> it's an L now. We've changed the organization's name. Oh my god, the cat! I forgot. Anyway, carry on. Yes. Bougie and his cat. They show up to uh, Laguna Glock's lab. Oh yeah, that Nazi. Yep. And he's like, I'm here to give you my body. And then it turns into a very different anime. That's. I was like, I was prepared because this is so wild you don't know. But no, just the, he just wants to be a superior, you pervert. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And uh, we get a dramatic shot of the cat and a grinning Glock, and I think that's it. That is it. That's episode 21, Duty. <laughs> Duty. Uh, Bill, what's your yes. thought, what are your thoughts on the episode? Uh, it had a few punctuations of good moments and then some filler bullshit. Like, it could have been a 10-minute episode and got... All the impact. Those those eight to ten minutes of important were good. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the emotional hit of reuniting with Widge and Gary and them getting killed and even the, the Lee coming in and being crazy. And But there's a lot of just, just okay, stuff's happening. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I think there are, like you said, moments of important things. And it's just one of those things where... The one positive thing is it subverted my, what I remembered, you know, because I expected this to be like every episode is a mid-boss fight. Right. And we didn't really, we kind of half-ass had one last episode, but not fully, obviously, as we see at the end of this episode, leading us into um, him becoming superiorized. And in this one, we don't really have one, even though we do get to see more of Lee. I think it builds up the importance of like like how powerful some of these people are and and just raises the stakes again taking out more more people that Brandon cares about because at this point Brandon or Grave or whatever you want to call him is down to Mika well Dr Dr T and Dr there. T that I forget, I keep forgetting about Dr T like that's really it at this point like yeah he's out of everybody aside from you know the people that he was once friends with like he's out of people who are close to him. Like in this episode, we, we see bits of that again, right? We even saw a flashback of like, you know, Joe lists and, and, and all of those people from like the early episodes too. So like grave is remembering these little things and he's getting tortured little by little. And it is at least building up to hopefully, I don't remember because I haven't rewatched the whole rest of the series yet. Um, but leading up to more impactful battles against people like Lee against people like bear in these last five episodes. Right. And that is a, that is a, a benefit that it matters. Mm-hmm. Again, as we've said with this show in the past, the pacing's weird. It's very strange. Like this could be a, could have been a primo anime. Had it just been paced a little better. Pacing. Yeah. Pacing is, I even would have, you know, with all this video game, like here's an interesting thought and maybe you would, might disagree with me on it, but um, one of the things that, like, right off the bat, the pacing is fucked up because they start with, like, the video game stuff episode and then they do a long stretch of a very good story. But, like, I right. almost I almost feel like they could have interspersed... Well, I guess maybe not because of the, the, the dramatic aspect of, like, 
him being killed by uh, Harry being so important. But, like, we already know he's grave in episode one, though. Yeah, I, I agreed. I think... No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think your idea is onto something. I think if maybe the culmination, the, like, the last episode of this show was Harry killing him, mm-hmm. interspersed with him killing Harry. Yeah. It would have been, a like... Yeah, I think what you said it makes total sense. Yeah, there, there's start start where the the Brandon story started. Start where the Grave story started. Mm-hmm. Run them back and forth parallel. That would be so cool. I until they hit until they hit each other because you could you could write that and do it well. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, because then you then you would get more of the mob stuff. So you would have interesting mob story stuff all the way through the show, mm-hmm. and you would have the action and like. You could have where he meets somebody, we establish why, why they're important, and then we cut to him battling their crazy necrolized. And we're like, how the fuck did they turn into a helicopter? Like, mm-hmm. what happened to Brandon? Why did they, yeah. why do they keep saying he's a traitor? What did he do? Why did he do it? Mm-hmm. You know, we, there could have been a lot of mystery there, a lot of reveal. It could have been really good. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not saying this is bad. No, but. But it, it, it has flaws. There are definitely flaws. Yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of been agreeing with you. I think there's a couple good moments, but generally, like we said, the pacing kind of throws things off yet again. That is episode 21 of Gungrave. Next time is episode 22 of Gungrave, which is titled Remorse. And whose episode is that going to be? Uh, Either Josh or me. Uh, so I was going to say, do we want to do rock, paper, scissors now to see which one of us does it? <laughs> but uh, I think it's about time that we wrap this one up. What do you think, Bill? I think that's sounds good. All right. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. My name is Andy. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Wait, wait. We got late-breaking pick-a-war news. <laughs> Meatball Sandwich Company has purchased the domain name PickleRap.com. What? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Brandon Heat is Millennium itself. Even after his death, he continues to be devoted to Millennium. So now, we'll protect you, young lady. But I can't... I mean, I... I can't give you anything in return. You don't have to give us a thing. That's what being a family is all about. As long as we don't betray one another, we'll have a bond between us that can never be broken.
of a sudden, I feel like I have two new grandpas. Hey, hold on. I ain't old enough to be a grandpa, but I guess Uncle be all right. <laughs> <laughs>